0: This is an ICGC Connerstone podcast. At Connerstone, we believe in the power of the word of God to transform lives and empower people to influence their generation. And now, time for the message. Oh, amen. All right, but today we are celebrating our risen king. And uh, we are remembering his sacrifice uh, on the cross, uh, but mo- most importantly, his resurrection from the grave. And as has been said, death could not hold him down. And uh, we give him praise this morning. And in that same spirit, I'm teaching on what I've titled, Because He Lives. Because He Lives. We live because He Lives. The resurrection of Jesus is central to our Christian faith. And uh, we draw many lessons from the resurrection story. But we must never forget that the resurrection is an actual historical event that took place. Jesus really died. Jesus was really buried. Jesus rose from the dead physically. Physically and Jesus really ascended into heaven, and there are so many testimonies from scripture that confirms that he died and that he rose again. And we're going to look at one of that testimony. John chapter 14, verses 18 to 19. John chapter 14, verses 18 to 19. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples before he died, and this is what he says in John 14, 18 to 19. He says I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. From this scripture, you can tell from Jesus' statement and his attitude before the death and resurrection that he knew about his death and he knew about his resurrection ahead of time. Now, not I mean, I'm not sure there is even anybody who can predict, uh, ever predict their own death and even their resurrection. But Jesus did it. He knew he would die. He knew he would resurrect. Most people probably can predict that they will die probably in the next 30, 40, 50 years. Most people can predict that. But certainly nobody can predict their resurrection. Nobody has done it before, but Jesus did it. He predicted his death, and he predicted his resurrection. He knew he would die, and he knew he would resurrect, and he prepared his disciples for both experiences. He knew the sadness his disciples would experience, and he assured them of his resurrection. And in this passage, he tells his disciples not to feel like orphans. It is a very interesting way of describing the feeling. An orphan is one who is left without anyone to care for him or her. The reason why Jesus said he didn't want them to feel like orphans was because he had been with them for three and a half years. They had spent time with him. They had been a crucial part of his ministry. He had worked several miracles with them. He, he, he had become like their leader, their mentor, their, their master. And so, at this point in time, he's living, and 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 and, and he knows that. If He doesn't give them that assurance, these guys will be wrapped in disappointment. And so, and so he tells them that that don't worry, I'm not going to leave you alone like others. I will come to you. That is a very bold statement. For somebody said that you know, I, I will go, but I will come again. It's a very bold statement, it's a very strong assurance that he gives to them. And in this particular statement, Jesus gives them several assurances. And there are three of them I want to point to your attention this morning. The first is the assurance of his presence. The assurance of his presence. And that speaks of the resurrection of Jesus. He says, I will come to you. It literally means I will return. That Jesus will return to his disciples. They will see him again. They will touch him again. The resurrection of Jesus was an assurance to his disciples that he will come back to them. He, show, he, he let them know that he will come back to them again. He says, I will come to you. I will come in a real form. I will come to you in a physical form. And that is very important to our Christian faith. That this Jesus died and came back in a physical form. It is very interesting when you read the gospel account that when he showed up to the disciples, most of them were confused when he showed up to them. It is like you go to a funeral of, of your loved one. And, and you are mourning and you are, you are, you are, you are crying. And, I mean, you've lost this person. You are confused about what is happening. And you know that you will never see this person again. And you are mourning. And all of a sudden, the person resurrects. Gets up from the coffin. I mean, yes. You are glad, but you will take off because you are not expecting that. No. you—you you, Most of us will say, you know, go, go, you know, go back and, and die and finish your death. Because, you know, at this point we are mourning. We've come to the, to the understanding and to the realization that you are dead. So go back and finish your death. Finish what you started. Their mind couldn't take it because it had never happened before. There is no precedence. There is nothing to come with. And there he's standing in the midst of them. And the Bible says that they doubted. His presence was there, but they doubted. Many times we pray for something. And when it happens, we doubt it. We ask, is it real? And Jesus says, yes, it is real. It's me. Touch my body. And like Jesus, he even asks for food. <laughs> says, Do you have any gobba here? And they gave him and he ate it. And I'm sure they were watching him and just looking at him and, and they're quiet and I'm wondering, hmm, did this really happen? And they touched him. And it looks like, like the Jesus that they knew. But one guy wasn't there. His name was Thomas. And so Thomas comes and Thomas says, the, and, and they tell him, you know, the Lord was here. He says, Who? He says, Jesus was there. He says, Who? It's like you know when they tell you that somebody is looking for you say you say, you, say, you say you say your uncle is looking for you say who? He <laughs> you said your uncle you said is it my the one that follow my mother? He said yes. Is it the one who is called this? He said yes. Is it the one who lives here? He said yes. That's what Thomas was going through here, He's trying to clarify, and he says no 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 no, no. this cannot happen at all. No no no. I want to see evidence. I want to see the mark in his hands. I want to see the mark on his side. And when I see that, I will believe that he is the one that they're actually talking about. That it's not a fake Jesus, it's the real thing. And he shows up and he touches him. And you know, somehow I'm glad that Thomas asked or placed this demand. I'm glad. Because that demand that Thomas placed actually helps us understand that Jesus resurrected physically. Because sometimes people think that Jesus resurrected as a spirit. Like the way somebody dies and you see the person's ghost. No, that's not what happened. He resurrected physically. He was touched. He was felt. He was held. He was handled. He died and he resurrected. And he shows us the assurance of his presence that I will come to you today. We can also be assured that he comes to us daily and that he is here with us. The second thing we see from this scripture is the assurance of his power. Because when he said, I will come to you, he also refers to the coming of the Holy Spirit. Not just him coming physically, but also the coming of the Holy Spirit. You remember when Jesus promised the disciples that when I go, I will not leave you alone, but I will come. But another comforter will come as well. He is a comforter, but another one is coming as well. And he told them that the Holy Spirit will come and continue what he had begun. So I will come to you means I will come to you physically. But secondly, it also means I will come to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know what happened on the day of Pentecost. When they received the Holy Spirit, And all of a sudden, a people that were timid received power and strength to defend the gospel. Peter, St. Peter who denied Jesus three times. St. Peter who, a servant girl came to him and said, I see, it's you, Peter. You follow him on Instagram. It is you. And Peter says, no, 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 I don't know. It is you, you. He tagged you. Didn't he tag you last time? He said, no, 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 it's not me. It's not me. My name on Instagram is Peter, but that's not my real name. (laughs) He said, you are the one. The same guy who denied him three times. It's the same guy who stood up and defended him. Because he says, I, says, I will come not just physically, but I will come in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this morning he comes to us in the power of the Holy Spirit. May the timid receive boldness and courage to stand and to step out and to defend the faith. Hallelujah. He also gives us, number three, the assurance of his peace. That wherever they went, he says his word will be with them. His word will never leave them. They could believe his word. They could trust his word. And in the midst of the storm, he will bring them peace in the circumstances. Today, this resurrection Sunday morning, we can be assured that the Jesus who says, I will come to you, has come to us. When we are persecuted, he is there. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, he is there. When you go through pain and anxiety and worry, His word is there with you. So Jesus says, I will not leave you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And the next verse, he says something very interesting. He says, a while longer, the world will see me no longer. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Now the word because means by reason of. The reason for something. The reason we live is because he lives. The basis of our lives is Christ. What did he mean when he said, because I live, you will live also? Jesus was telling us that the resurrection is not just about him. It's about you, it's about me, it's about all of us. The resurrection is not just something that happened to Jesus. It is something that happens to us as well. We are joined with him in resurrection power. What happened to him is also for you and I. Because I live, you will live also. The word word also means in addition. I will live because you live also. I will rise because you rose also. I will overcome. Why? Because he overcame also. I will not be defeated. Why? Because he conquered the grave in the name of Jesus. Because I live, you will live also. Somebody say, me also. also. What happened on Resurrection Sunday? 2,000 years ago is happening right now in our lives. Because I live, you will live also. And when he says, because I live, you will live also. There are four ideas that comes to mind. When he says, because I live, you will live also. It means that, number one, his life establishes us. The believer's life is based on Christ. He is our life. He is the ground on which we live. He is the guarantee of our lives. Without him, we have no life. And with him, we have life. He is our foundation. He is our rock. He is our base and we are. Why? Because he is. He is our establisher. Because he lives, we live also. We are established because of him, not because of our own strength. Not because of your own ability. It's because he lives that you live also. Until we understand, my friends, that our lives are wrapped in him. We will try to do things by our own strength. We will force our own ways. But it didn't say that you are going to live because you are smart. It didn't say you are going to live because you are handsome or beautiful. It didn't say you are going to live because you are educated. It didn't say you are going to live because you have money. He says, because I live. This is the because of your living. The because of your living is because Jesus lives. Because I live, you will live also. His life establishes us. Number two, his life empowers us. The power to live our lives comes from him. The power of our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Christian life is lived through the power of the Holy Spirit and not in our own power. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that can change our lives, transform us and make us better people. Because he lives, I live also. He empowers me to live. He empowers you to live. You have the power. Whatever it takes to live, you have the power. If somebody says they're going to kill you, who can kill the child of God? You have the power. Somebody says they're going to threaten you. Who can threaten the child of God? You have the power. Somebody said you will not make it. Who, who 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 can determine your destiny? You have the power. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And you must be aware that you carry power. Like they say in the song, the engine on your inside is of a heavy capacity. You, you carry the power. And you must know it. Because if you don't know it, they can actually prey on your ignorance. The way you defeat people is when they are ignorant. That is the way you get people. When they don't know that what they, they don't even know who they are. That is the way you defeat them. The Bible, the, the Bible says an heir, an heir as long as he's a child. Is the same as a servant. As long as the person who is going to take over still has the mindset of a child, he will remain as a child. So you must know it. You have what it takes to live and live well and to overcome. Whenever we are tempted to think, oh, God, life is so hard. I don't even know how I'll make it. I think I'm going to give up. Oh, the price of things are going up. Oh, Cost of living is going up. Ah, oh, various taxes. Ah, oh, but because he live, I live. God has prepared my budget for me with the taxes included. Yeah. He knows how to take care of me. You can't, you, you, you can't, live. You see, sometimes I hear believers say things and it's like, something happens in the economy and they're happy. Then this happens and they're happy. You, your life cannot be tossed to and fro. You have to be as grounded and rooted in the word of God. So that even though heaven and earth will pass away, his word remains the same. He says this is your year of increase. So as they increase other things, you know that your increase is come in. You know it. Because the budget of God doesn't respect the economy of Ghana. You have to know that. So that when people are screaming and shouting, it may look spiritual to say, yummy, yummy. It may look spiritual, but you are off spiritual radar. You are you are singing, but you are operating in doubts and unbelief. It may look spiritual to you, but you are off track. And God is not moved by crying. He's moved by faith. Because I live, you will live also. His life also encourages us. He doesn't just empower us. He encourages us. Because he lives, we will live also. What did Jesus live through? His friends betrayed and denied him. His enemies judged and killed him. Satan tried to hold him down. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead. He could not be held down. And because he lived through that, you are encouraged that you will live through your own situation as well. Because sometimes your friends will also deny and betray you. If you've ever been denied or if you have never been denied and been betrayed by a friend before, I don't know which planet you are living on. But this planet called Earth. With human beings people will betray you you don't like it eh it will betray you I have to tell you so that when they betray you you know that because he lives you live also the question I was asking this morning was that if people will betray you make sure you are not the one betraying who is the Judas make sure you are not the Judas everybody say, where is my Judas you might be the Judas So make sure you are not the one doing the betraying. But people will betray you. Somebody you trust is going to deny you. Somebody who you believed is going to sell you out. Somebody is going to sell you for money. Sell your secret for money. Very painful. Somebody is going to sell you out in a very dark way. That's how life is. Because when human beings are pushed to the wall, you will see whether you are loyal or not. But be assured that, you, that they also betrayed Jesus Christ. And it looked like the end of his story. But because he lives, you will live also. You will go through it. You may go through a situation that, that you feel like is going to destroy you. that you seem to ask yourself, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And each one of us have gone through that situation before. Where it looks as if everybody has abandoned you. You feel your enemy is overcoming you feel like your case is not working, but he lived through it. And we will live through it. His life encourages us. He says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the Author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy... That was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I don't know about you, my friends. But when you go through betrayal and denial, be encouraged. Because if you live through it, you will live through it. His resurrection tells us that the enemy will not have the last laugh. They will try to kill you, they will bury you, they will entomb you, they will put a guard around your tomb. They will give instructions to the guard that you don't come out. And when God sends help, he doesn't ask for the permission of the guards. When God sends his angels to rescue you, you don't need the permission from the guard. You don't need Pilate's permission. You don't need a high priest's permission. The angel comes and rolls away the stone. Why? Because he lives. You live also. His life also elevates us. He doesn't just establish us, empower us, encourage us, but he elevates us. When Jesus was raised, he didn't get raised to sit on top of a a tomb. He didn't get raised to sit on top of a tree. As nice as it may look. He didn't get raised to sit on top of the mountain of Jerusalem. Uh, Yes, everybody would have seen him, but he didn't get raised to do that. He was raised far above all principalities and power. He was raised to a different realm. That is why for you as a believer, you are joint heirs with Christ. And you must know that you are seated far above all principalities and powers. Somebody said, they, they will tie some red cloth around you. Ah, uh-uh. Why are you wasting material? Ah, look at this woman. They will break egg and oil around you. Ah, Look at stew, Papa, that I can cook with this thing. You are just wasting time. Why? Because I am seated far above principalities and powers. That is your position. And you must know it. Some of you want it and you are running uh, help us get out to prophets. You, you are running up and down. You must know you are a child of God. If what Christ did on the cross is not sufficient for your salvation, then why are we celebrating him? Why? If it's not enough, like we must add something to it. Then, then, then it means that he didn't finish his work. But he went to the cross once and for all. Colossians 2. Disarmed principalities and powers. So they are walking up and down, but they have no ammunition. They are like lions, but they are toothless. They bark, they scream, they do everything, but we have only one lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. His name is Jesus. And you must know it. You must walk with that confidence. Listen, if the people who have meant to wanted to kill would, you, you'd have died, though. Do you know that? You would have died a long time ago. If the people who meant you, I know you are hiding. and say, I'm hiding. I can't go back to my village. I'm hiding. I can't go back to my village. I'm hiding. Listen, the demons, they don't fear villages. They can come to Accra. <laughs> so if you, if you are supposed to have died, you would have died a long time ago. Why? But you are not dead because he lives. You have the best insurance package, the blood of Jesus. And you must know it. You must know it. That is what his resurrection gives us. So you don't give up on life, my friends. We don't surrender to pain. We don't surrender to our enemies. We continue trusting him who is able to lift us up. There is somebody here who is going through a very difficult time in your life. Listen, what you are going through is a preparation for a testimony God is about to give you. The only way you can know God is in the fire. That's the only way you know, you know that he is God in the fire. Be encouraged, my friends. This morning, as we think about the resurrection of Jesus and what he did for us, we must think about our lives as well. Some of us has, have given our lives to Jesus, but we need encouragement to know that because he lives, we live also. See, where you will be in the next five years, you have no idea. You have no idea. You will look back and say, God, is this me sitting here at this place having this discussion in this meeting? You will be surprised. Why? Why? Because he lives, you will live also. And you must know it. You must have it at the back of your mind. Some of us feel weak and we need empowerment to know that because he lives, you will live also. Some of us are down and we need elevation to know that because he lives, we can live also. Some of us don't even know what our lives are all about. And we need to be established so we can know that because he lives, we live also. Thank you for listening to the message. God bless you.